And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, December 31st, New Year's Eve. Ah, I'm not a big fan of New Year's Eve. I have to say, I used to call it amateur hour when everybody would go out to dinner and you'd just have the worst service and pay up. But if you want to do that, fine, go ahead, do it. Makes no difference to me. And I am, of course, recognizing that people want to go out. So go on, have fun. It's great. Uh, if you've got a financial question, we are still doing this broadcast amid holidays and holiday times. So just go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact button and send us your question. You never know. We will maybe answer it on the air or maybe you'll come on the air with us. That is what we are doing today. We're talking to Kathy from Pennsylvania. Hi, Kathy. How can we help you out? Hi, Jill. Um, well, I'm getting close to probably two years away from retirement. I have a good amount of money saved. Um, most of it through my work, but a good chunk also with a broker at Merrill Lynch. Mm -hmm. um, my father recently passed away and left me some money. And I also I have wealth investors looking to invest with me, and I'm not sure what I should be paying or mm. how I should handle it. <laughs> okay, that's all right. So first of all, I'm sorry about the loss because that's a bummer to lose a parent. So I'm sorry for you. Let's do some details. How old are you, Kathy? I'm 61. Okay, and... Uh, you're working currently, and you say you're you're nearing retirement, a couple of years away. What is the uh, nature of your work? Is this something that you're like, oh, I have to retire because I hate it, or is it like, well, I'm going to retire because I can? What, what's tell me a little bit about that? I'm going to retire because I can. I work in the corporate world. I've been lucky enough to have a pretty good pension. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do have questions about that. It's probably a separate call. But. That's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. You, you own us right now. So we're going to go through everything. So, how much do you earn right now? Probably it depends based on bonus about one hundred and forty. Okay. And are you partnered, married, or is it just you? Just me. Okay. And on that one hundred and forty, are you putting money into your retirement account? You maxing it out? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. Once you've put that money away. How much do you figure you need to live on uh, of that 
let's say, you'll probably take home 90-ish. So how much do you think you really need to live on? You know, I, I use what I keep because I've saved so much. Um, I have a very small mortgage on my condo here, and I own another property in New Jersey. So I probably need half of that. Half of that meaning half of the 140 is 70, or half of that meaning that you need less? Tell me. Um, less than that, yeah. So wow. half, I was thinking half of the night. Well, I mean, I don't have that many. Let's call it 50, because I want you to have some fun. Okay. All right. You're young. You need so, so let's say you need 50 grand a year. How much will the pension be? Well, that's the good news. I think it's about that. <laughs> <gasps> it Woo! Is. Okay. I'm Go- actually in really good shape. My question is I want to... I want to preserve a legacy for my kids. So what I did a couple of years ago is I pulled money that was I could take out of my 401k and moved it over to Merrill Lynch. And he's done a pretty good job of, I guess he tripled that in the last six years. Um, and I gave him the money I got from my dad. But I'm just a little. Wait a minute. Gonna, OK, well, hold on a second. Wait a second. Tell me what what did you when you say I gave him from my 401k? You mean what did you actually have him manage? Is it a retirement account or a non-retirement account? It's split. Some of it's retirement, some of it's um, just cash. Mm-hmm. And how much total does he manage? Well, right now, 1.5. Okay. And what else is left in the 401k? Um, probably about 900. Okay, great. And um, you said you got kids. How many? Two. And are they on their own and doing okay, or do they, they need help from you on a time, you know, like sporadically? Nope, they're on their own, and they're doing great. Good job, Mom. You're <laughs> excellent. All right. So now, uh, essentially, as you're saying, like you don't really need to preserve this money, except that you want to leave some money for your kids. So you could dip into it if you wanted to. How does the broker manage the money? Is it individual stocks and bonds or is it mutual funds? Is it something else? Well, I think right now it's all of the above because he kind of shifted me to be a little bit more um, conservative do you know what his his uh, fee is for this? Actually, uh, he just sent me an email on that, and he, he just dropped from two, which I kind of didn't even realize. That's what my question was, to 1.5, and he's trying to go to one. If I, but, he, but he has limits, so mm. he wants the other, you know, more money in there to go to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're paying too much. That's yep. your number one thing. You're definitely yep. already paying too much. Two is a uh, thievery. One and a half is close to thievery for what he's managing, okay? Be- because, it, it, you know, it should not be more than 1%. He's being a bit of a pig, okay? Yep. Yeah, well, that's what everybody else, that's why I think <laughs> everybody's saying one point seven five. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I might even say that, that that's right, 0.75 to 1%-ish. So he is making discretionary buys and sells in this account, or does he consult you every time he does something? Well, that's the interesting thing. He only moved me down to 1.5 when I insisting that he could get the discretionary. And then I told him last week I want to go back to being able to understand what he's doing mm. so he can make discretionary changes. He can. Discretion is fine as long, and, and I think it makes a lot of sense, as long as you really clearly understand all the fees that are involved and you make sure that uh, the person's abilities to manage money are in line with what your goals and objectives are. So it's not about the fact that he's got discretion that's making me anxious. The The part that's making me upset uh, as I sit here and listen to your story, Kathy, is the 2% that he was happy to charge you. And that is like a big red flag to me because really, uh, you're in the corporate world. You know, if, if you feel like 
you don't charge someone as much as you can get away with. You charge someone what is the the kind of the going rate for your services. Is this guy doing anything else other than actually managing money for you? That's the question. Well, actually, to answer your question, I do think he kind of, I've, I've actually in the last, uh, I would say, year made him understand about um, what my goals are. And he has met with me and brought in other advisors for different pieces. So he is claiming to be in line with the goals and objectives of where Good. I want to go. Good. Perfect. Okay. What else does he do? In other words, do they do actual financial, do they do planning for you? Have they do, run retirement numbers or not really? Yeah, they have. They have. Uh-huh. Um, he does it on a yearly basis with me, mm-hmm. and he said he would do it more. Now that I've gotten all that money from you, I must figure out how to justify it. Um, exactly. Oh, brother, I'm so bad. Okay, and have you met with other financial folks who are trying to say, that, you know, you said, oh, that's what everyone says. So tell me the other kinds of people you've met with. Well, I'm actually just lining up um, interviews now. So mm-hmm. I've met with or I've talked on the phone with a couple um, money managers that I think their biggest problem is that he not only makes probably to your point I don't understand how he's making money changing things within the stock portfolio mm-hmm. and if he's making money there mm. and they're claiming that they would just manage the money and not make that double dip I guess yeah exactly because there's there's a lot of ways to kind of lard up a portfolio with fees one is that you could say you know every time there is a transaction a buy or sell that there is some commission attached to it but of course if you're paying a fee-based 1.5%, chances are that's not what's happening. But if there are other things in the portfolio, like a Merrill Lynch mutual fund in there, then they're sort of getting that money. Especially if they're buying any individual bonds, there are markups um, inside when you buy and sell an individual bond. So it can be a little bit thorny. You know, one of the things you can ask him is, how is it that he is a CFP who's putting your best interest first, but he's been charging you 2% when the going rate's half that? So that's maybe one thing to ask. And you want to be very clear about what kind of conflicts of interest that exist between him and you. Like, is he putting you into, again, a Merrill Lynch fund? And when you talk to other people, you ask these same questions. And I think that in reality, you don't have a huge, complicated situation. You've got a pension that will be coming in to cover most of your needs. You'll eventually get Social Security. You've got a pile of money. And now, you know, honestly, if you really want to compare it, I mean, you could go to uh, an automatic investment platform. You can go to Betterment or, or Wealthfront. You could pay a quarter of 1% to probably get the exact same performance. All right, maybe you don't have an inheritance that you need to manage like Kathy, but there are lots of different things going on in everyone's financial life. End of year brings up a lot of planning opportunities, but it also might get you to consider new things that you want to do differently. If that's the case, hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button. Well, at the end of the year, I know I want to give thanks to all of you who make this show possible. And also to the good people at Cadence 13 who distribute the program and Joel Goodman who composed our music. But no one more than Mark Talercio, our executive producer, is more responsible for the success of this show. He is invaluable to all of us and to this community, but to me personally. So Mark, Happy New Year and thanks so much for everything. I'm putting my hand on your back and really shouting out to the world that I have such gratitude for you. Okay, grit, growth, grace. Be careful out there. We'll talk to you in 2022.